up, everyone? Welcome to the 580th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, Steve, and I'm not in Japan anymore, but I'm tired. With me, <laughs> un- unrelated to Japan, uh, with me is Hannah. I'm not in New York anymore. I am also tired. We are recording at night this time. <laughs> Podcast at night. Greg is also here. I am also here. I am slightly tired. I didn't go anywhere, but I will be in Atlanta next weekend, so I'm going to be pre-tired for that trip. Oh, before I forget, I will be at PAX next weekend. I don't know why. I mean, I I don't know why either. (laughs) No, I do know why, because I got invited to some secret thing that I can't talk about yet. It's not that exciting, I promise. And then Nintendo was like, are you coming to the Nintendo Live thing we're doing? And I was like, I, are you paying for me? They're like, no, but we'll give you a free ticket. And I was like, all right. All right. Well, <laughs> I got to go to this yeah, other yes. thing, too. So I might as well go to both, I guess. I'll be at PAX. <laughs> I think we gave do away some have tickets. A, do you actually have a media pass on the floor? Or are you just going to be like lurking around the outside? Um, no, I got a media pass. Uh, I did get approved for that. And then I got pass. I got a pass. Uh, maybe they're giving me a guest pass for the Nintendo Live thing. I don't know. So maybe. I, I don't even know what the Nintendo Live thing is. It's the first year they're doing it. And then I got a meeting on Thursday. And then I have to run from that meeting to like host Mewtwo raids. Hey, uh, first bit of news here. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a Pokemon show. I'm uh, not going to lie. This is going to be a very go heavy Pokemon show since, uh, uh, Hannah got back from GoFest New York. I mean, I, I talked already about my Osaka experience, but GoFest Global was this past weekend, and Greg and I dedicated 16 hours to that. I think Hannah skipped the second not, day. We'll, not, well, the second day. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But we'll, we'll get through the little bit of news here real quick up show notes but it's real basic news so first bit of news is Mewtwo is gonna debut in seven star raids this week we don't know what Mewtwo's moveset is um we never know that until five minutes after Mewtwo will appear uh it should for the U.S. people be on Thursday night because these raids do go off UTC time uh that being said Anubis which is somebody who does a lot of data analysis on Pokemon games says that when you bring your Mew to a battle, its HP should increase by 50%, and then its defense, special defense, speed, attack, special attack should increase by 20% if you do bring it against Mewtwo. That ultimately makes Mew the undeniable choice to bring to Mewtwo. (laughs) I know there are raids for like Hatterene and Grimmsnarl. Uh, Surprise, Mew can do everything those Pokemon can do. And more. Yeah, and and they're doing, like, Blissey raids, and, like, Mew is just a better Blissey in the, in, literally just because Mewtwo's Psy Strike is so strong against Blissey, because Psy Strike is based off of your defense, and Blissey has a super high special defense, but Blissey's defense is the equivalent to a Pidgey's defense. So, Psy Strike is really strong against Blissey, assuming that Mewtwo has Psy Strike, which is... Technically, it's signature move. I don't know. Signature moves are weird. They'll, like, give a Pokemon a signature move and then take it away the next generation. It's so so weird, but whatever. Um, bring a Mew. If you don't know what to put on a Mew, uh, Acid Spray is really good. 
Uh, and Struggle Bug is really good. The other two moves, I don't know. You, uh, if you're a Ghost Mew, do Shadow Ball. If you're a Dark Mew, do Dark Pulse. If you're a Bug Mew, use Pollen Puff. If you're none of that, <laughs> I'm consider a dark changing Mew, your Terror type, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Dark Mew with a dangerous past. By the time, I, I should have a, a, a general Mew raid build. Um, that should go up on Tuesday if you're listening to the podcast on on Monday. Um, but it, it, there's a lot of variety. And you'll probably actually want to invest in HP because of the 50% HP boost. Um, I did run the numbers and actually HP is better than special defense. So um, I'll, I'll make a whole video for that. Uh, second bit of news here, and the the best news of the show. I love our weekly Pokemon Sleep segment. Version one point zero point six is out. Good Sleep Day also on the horizon here. That'll be August thirtieth. Um, to celebrate ten million downloads. That's a lot of downloads. Um, players will obtain a thousand sleep points, a good camp ticket, three ingredient ticket, and five Pokey biscuits for free. You just gotta update the app. And then click the little gift button under the main menu, and then you'll get your stuff. Um, I'm loving all the free stuff. The team that makes this is fantastic. Yeah, select button pretty pretty good at mobile games. <laughs> Would have guessed after Magic I mean, they're Jump. just They're doing communication well. They're doing free gifts well. It just feels good to be actively playing this game. You know, what you do is you see what Niantic's doing, and then you do the opposite. <laughs> you hire I mean, people. <laughs> I don't actually know how many people work at Select Button. <laughs> I have no clue how big their team is. Niantic had like at one point like a thousand people working for them, but they also had like five games going. Had <laughs> past tense. Yep. <laughs> Who knows how many they got now? I think that Monster Hunter game's in beta. We don't have to spend a lot of time on sleep. I do want to know though, Hannah, you are on the uh, the premium. <laughs> Huh. Do, 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 now that you're on the premium for what almost two weeks now right yep it actually already ended and okay. because i canceled it immediately i didn't roll over okay good but job the, did the two weeks not convince you that it was like did it did you enjoy make your... it more enjoyable yeah oh I it mean, did getting did. enough sleep points every day because usually i'm getting between 50 and 75 otherwise mm-hmm. getting 150 or 175 just felt better but other than that, I just played the game the same way. I mean, the good, I could go the, way the, more the intense on it. The special biscuit every day didn't didn't help either. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It's a fun game. I'm enjoying the game with with or without the premium, honestly. Yeah, I I I still really like that game a whole a whole bunch. <laughs> Have either of you gotten shinies? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Yep, nope, me neither. No. A bunch of um, people have, though. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I've always kind of, like, like, shinies are still not, uh, this is like, how do, how do I frame this? Like, shinies, shinies seem to, like, drive Pokemon Go a lot, but, like, a very, like, hardcore, already vocal base of Pokemon Go. And I think that's, like, the same for main series games, where, like, the most vocal fans also probably dabble in shinies but overall like shiny pokemon or people who like to shiny hunt is still in the minority of like fans 
Like there are plenty of people who go through a game, play it, never see a shiny, but they're like, I beat that Pokemon game, and then they just put it down and I don't know, pick up like Elden Ring or <laughs> Fortnite or something, right? Like, like Yeah, but it's an exciting surprise in the morning in sleep. And yeah, guaranteed catch. It is. But I don't think the shinies alone is like I, I'm always under the impression like just because a Pokemon game has shinies doesn't mean it like that alone is a selling point to drive people to it. It is not a feature that sells copies. It is just a nice thing in there, but it's not bringing people through the door. Yeah. Like it might it might bring you through the door and then you go, "Man, I don't like this gameplay loop." And then you go right <laughs> you you, and you, you move go right on. back out that yep. door. Yeah, I'd be curious if there's somebody that's like, I'm only playing this game for shinies and they've been sleeping for like <laughs> 40 days and they like I haven't gotten a single one. I've been in a coma yet. for seven days and I've not gotten a shiny. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Sans a shiny, I'm I'm still having, uh, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm in like this I rolled weird... Over. I rolled over at like 3 a.m. last night and realized I forgot to turn on Pokemon Sleep. And I just pressed the button at maybe 2.55 a.m. and didn't get all my sleep recorded, but I got some because I remembered it. <laughs> oh. Get that premium pass, you could go back and adjust. You could go back and <sighs> change that for, for no benefit. I'm in like this weird part of sleep where I now have way too much ingredients. So I actually spent my... I haven't bought any gems, by the way. Um, I've only got the gems you earn for free, but I've used my gems to upgrade my ingredient pouch. Um, so instead of holding a hundred, I hold 140 now and I actually really like it because I feel have like you I upgraded your pot though. No, but I have a, no, the pot is what? Like 15 a day. That's you why to... you have too many ingredients. Cause you haven't upgraded your pot. What do you mean? Upgrade my pot. <laughs> You can have it hold more ingredients. Yeah, for yeah. Me. I have a I have a magneton that will like boost it like one meal a day, so I can do like twenty three. Like that's his like mm. that's like his power. Yeah, but it's more than one meal a day. I don't know. No, my magneton's bad. <laughs> 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 like I wish sometimes sometimes he does twice a day. Are you talking about a permanent pot upgrade? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Well, give me the details. Don't gatekeep you just, here. You spend sleep points on it. You just tap on the pot next to the campsite, and I think mine is up to 27 per meal right now. What? I think it's based on your player level. I'm 16. Is that is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I think so. I'm 15, <clears throat> so you should be able to upgrade it quite a lot. What? <laughs> this is why you have too many ingredients. I have like 50 milks. You can hit the pot. So, oh, I gotta go to like get cooking. Okay, we're oh max up. No. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the thing that happens at the end of the week. So that's already kind of going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh! Add three more to the maximum. There we go. The, this is permanent. This is twelve hundred dream shards. Yes, it's kind of expensive. Is this permanent? Yeah. You can use for each cooking section. Okay, I just and did it's that. Dream points and not dream shards. Oh, Fun dream- little tip: dream shards are more valuable the higher your level is. I don't remember whether I mentioned that before, but don't redeem them until you have to. Oh, that's another good tip. Dang. You got any more? No. Uh, there's so much to do in this game. 
Oh, I'm, I'm, we're, 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 we're pumping in. Now I can do, tw I, I can do, oh, you reached the maximum current. Oh, never mind. Okay, I'm up to 27 <laughs> now. Yep. There we go. I had no Now you don't need even... that bag space. Well, you know, permanent <laughs> <laughs> <Barman> upgrade. <laughs> uh, that's good to know. Other bit of news here is Pokemon what, We don't Master... care about my sleep experience? Thanks. Oh, sorry, Greg. Well, how's your sleep experience? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> You're, for some reason, still hate playing this game. So here's the thing that I realized when somebody pointed out to me, I realized what my ultimate dissatisfaction of the game. It's a roguelike. Mm. That you don't like roguelikes? Not particularly. Um, I don't sort of like having Resetting. all of my progress reset to only get a fraction of it at the beginning again. I don't like that sort of dismissal of my time <laughs> but it's not all of your progress you're still leveling up those pokemon you're still building those teams. yeah but not as much as what i'd put in during the week <laughs> like it's like hey <laughs> thanks for doing all this work by the way you're gonna start over again and you're gonna get a fraction of what you did that entire week but you got a fraction isn't that enough right that's enough no it's not it's not particularly because i don't particularly enjoy having to restart over from scratch at basic level you know, every like week. improving gradually getting yeah, it just it's... a little bit better each week each yeah, time that... you just have to wait the full week that stinks it's like the <laughs> podcast bad. every week we get funnier just by a little bit that has not happened <laughs> not with that dude and well, also, it's not like you come in here and erase my memory, so I'm starting over, and then you feed me a bunch of lines like, this is how you were funny last week. Like, I get to just continually be funny and improve, but I haven't lost what I've been doing before. Greg, you remember Unlike that joke this last game. week? Say it again, but 5% funnier. Look, I've had my wildest acting <laughs> note I ever got from an, from. A director was, and I will quote, because this is exactly what they said to me. I don't need you to act better. I need you to act faster. <laughs> he goes, right. But I don't, I don't know what that means. The other people know what that means. It's fine. Like, I'm still doing it, but there is a dissatisfaction of at the end of the week being like, oh, and I'm back. To basic again and i'm starting and doing all of this again and the way the game is set up i'm going to see a lot of the same things that i'd already seen and i do have to i do feel the game pressuring me to pay for things to make me get to the thing that i was at just a day ago but you took that away from me for fun it's, it is not like and i'm leaving and there's no way i'm taking my go plus plus with me to atlanta like there's gonna be five days of no recording and i'm completely fine with you could that. get different pokemon though because you could have a different sleep pattern in that new bed but i won't because it's literally ai driven <laughs> like i look at it and go how did you even decide this yeah. i had the exact same sleep you the are sleep just making this up your snorlax will need you Snorlax is fine on its own. Besides, apparently at the end of the week, it has its memory erased and shipped off somewhere that I'll never see it again. I did have to wait a couple of days and it doesn't know who I am. Is out looking for a hat so you can appear in Pokemon Go? Look, I got both hats and one of them was shiny. Yeehaw. Okay, before we get to the Pokemon Go, uh, this is off NintendoSoup.com. Pokemon Masters EX 
four-year anniversary. I think I said last week that we were on the three-year anniversary. I don't know what time is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we're on four. It's four, baby. Uh, that will kick off on today, the day you're listening to this podcast, the 28th. Uh, it will feature a prelude, prelude to the finale of the villain arc, as well as introduce Neo Champion Sync Pairs, Red, Leaf, and Blue... And then they had a little trailer for that. So um, Yeah, the trailer's pretty good. Uh, those characters will have Articuno, Moltres, Zapdos, which, you know, for the last couple months, we were like, how are they going to do this next anniversary? How, how could we be so naive? You just stick another red, blue, and leaf in here, and you're printing money. <laughs> just go back to Kanto. Just go back to Gen 1. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I want... I want the red Articuno, man. They look good. They look good. I mean, I think their costumes are a little dull, but I think the costumes for the Galar birds were better, but that's true. These are fine. The the Galarian Maltre Zapdos Articuno, very good. I'm Those still mad. Good. I missed out on the Jirachi. I was like, oh, I Jirachi ends tomorrow. Nope. That was awful. <laughs> nope. Actually ended last week. Nope, denied. Like you said, what is time? Yeah, yeah. Look, it'll come back. Yeah, so blue has Zapdos, red has Articuno, green has Moltres, because reasons. Sure, yeah. I mean... We don't know those reasons yet, but they have them for reasons. I'm sure the story will be decent. Yeah, the stories are generally fine. It should be pretty good. I mean, they're sort of hinting that they want these three to take up a bigger role of showing new trainers how to be good new trainers. Red and Articuno are a strike sync pair. Uh, Leaf and Moltres are a tech sync pair. And Blue and Zapdos are a support sync pair. I mean, you would think you would put the Articuno with the blue and the Moltres with the red and Zapdos. But they didn't, did they? I don't know. It's whatever. There has to be a reason. Maybe. There probably will be. We'll learn about it. They'll give us the whole reasons why. Or sometimes they don't. They're just like, oh, I found it. And this is who I am now. But they sort of, it's weird because they sort of kept them. Even though they're getting new Pokemon, they sort of just kept them in their same sort of roles. Like Red is just a striker. Blue does do a lot of support in the game and is generally a tank. And Leaf is also sort of a debuffer. So like they, it's nice that they kept them in their roles so that at least you have an idea when you're getting these sync pairs, like what you're getting into. So it's like, OK, I, I get it. It's 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 that's a good part. I'm hoping the story at least sort of explains how they got them, although they have officially stated that all the legendaries on Paizo are Passio. unique. Passio are unique and not like ones in any other reasons. All the Tapu that showed up aren't the Alolan versions. They are a different <laughs> sure. they are a different set of Tapu. So all the legendaries that are here are different for whatever reason. Have they explained that further? No. But they are that's how we have so many of them. How many we have all these legendaries that there's only one back in their own universes, but there's a plenty here. The only thing that matters is Sophocles and Cyrus are friends. They are, and that's what's keeping Cyrus from destroying the universe. All right, let's take a break. 
when we come back, we will go through Global Go Fest, and I'm curious to hear about New York Go Fest. So we will do all of that. Um, and we already talked about how the DLC is coming out on the 13th, which is a Wednesday, which is not weird because I love armor and came out on a Wednesday. I think Crown Tundra came out on a Thursday. But um, there's there's your Scarlet and Violet news. Uh, the DLC is hey. soon. Uh, we have no <laughs> time frame of actually when it's coming. We don't know if that's UTC. Nope. Uh, who knows? Um, so I, maybe... Next time we record, we'll have more details. But anyways, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some Pokemon Go. I want to say Pokemon like my mom. Some Pokemon Go. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. When you go to the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? That's not weird. You wouldn't want like a random passerby looking in. So why would you let people look in when you are online? Your online privacy is important. That's why myself, that's why Will, that's why we here use ExpressVPN and you should too. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your online activity cannot be seen by anyone. Just like when you shut the door to the bathroom, no one can see what you're doing in there. It works on your phones, laptops, routers, so everyone who's on your Wi-Fi network and sharing it with you is protected. And this protects your information that these companies use to sell ads to the tech giants to target data to you. It's all protected. You're safe in the bathroom. You're safe behind ExpressVPN. All you have to do is fire up the app, click one button, and it's as easy as shutting that door. You can get three extra months of ExpressVPN free by going to expressvpn.com slash pkmncast. That's expressvpn.com slash pkmncast for three extra months free. Expressvpn.com slash pkmncast to get your three extra three months free. And we are back from our break. Multiple GoFests have happened. Osaka, London, New York. It would be nice to have a uh, London Global. person on the show, but time zones. And also, I just got back from Japan, and also I'm leaving again. So it's... <laughs> Tone has also, offered. Tone has offered. Yeah, but it's... 4 a.m. on a Monday for Tone. I think that man has a 9 to 5 job. <laughs> I would love to get Tone on, though, the, so we can compare all three. But you, Hannah, went to the New York. This is your first GoFest. Yes. So yep. I guess the question was, first question, was was it worth traveling hotel to play Pokemon Go in New York? <laughs> I think 100% yes, but largely because of the community that I was able to be with there and get to meet. I don't know how it would have felt if I had just gone on my own. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm super happy about it. Uh, the, the city experience was probably the better part for a, in a lot of ways, just because we were able to meet up with everybody and because not everybody was able to schedule for the same time slot in the park. The park was also kind of out of the way, not so mm -hmm. much as I think Vegas was, but um, 
none of the ways of getting there were particularly great. They did have shuttles. I think the shuttles were probably the most accessible, but I did not check those out. Um, our group walked all the way up from the Nintendo store, all the way up through Central Park, all the way up to the island. So that was a long day <laughs> of walking. Did I was dehydrated like the entire bridge? time. Yes. Yep. I mean, the walking across the bridge wasn't the worst part. Central Park is really big. Yeah. Central Park is huge. The big park. I ended up chugging two bottles of Gatorade halfway through because it was very humid and hot there. Mm -hmm. uh, can you give... Well, this is maybe a tougher question because you didn't go to any of the other GoFests because it's your first GoFest. Uh, In-person GoFest. Did, I, I heard the park was just kind of small um, in general. The, like the park you actually... Not Central Park. The, the, the park where the, the, the GoFest was. Yeah. It was... Different sizes depending on which entrance you came through. Because we walked over the bridge onto the island and came up through the south entrance, I think that it felt bigger. But the part that connected the north entrance and the south entrance was really weirdly narrow and weirdly crowded. And two of the biomes were in that space. Oh. So that was not great. The park experience also crashed for Verizon users on Saturday. And that was pretty bad for a lot of people. Yeah, I heard there was like a three-hour extension for Verizon players after... For the city experience, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it yeah. kind of ruined the park experience for the most part. Yeah, it was really your, cool. Get your photo Parts ops, of the park were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, get your photo ops, get your t-shirt, get all of the research done. That was what our group focused on. We had a couple of people who were really good at leading the group and saying, okay, do you have your research done? Do we all have our research done? Have we all caught all of the Pokemon for the collection challenge? And are we ready to move on to the next biome? And that was the challenge when going there with a whole group. But the park was fine. It was, uh, there was a lot more concrete than I expected, which was probably good for accessibility reasons. So I appreciated that, though it seemed like some parts of it were a little muddy and hard to get through. The, for me personally, the whole game just started crashing as soon as the event started, but I don't think anyone else had that issue. No, that's pretty normal. <laughs> that's pretty normal. No, it was, it was different. Mine was different. This was different, I promise. One of the first tasks was to send gifts to friends. Every single time I tried to touch a gift, the entire app would crash. Yep, that was my first GoFest experience, and I had to de-install and reinstall GoFest while yeah. walking through the park, my very yep. first GoFest. Yep, I had nope, to uninstall and reinstall the app. Okay. You're you're not that special. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen. Nobody, nobody else who was there happened. I would, yeah. had that happen. I was in there refreshing my game data and closing and reopening the app and restarting my phone, and ultimately only uninstalling and reinstalling was the thing that fixed it. Yep. Jetsy, who came out to Minneapolis uh, to play the Global Go Fest here um, in Seattle last year, anytime they touched a raid, their whole app crashed. So, like, they could play the game normally, but when they went to tap on a raid, it crashed. And tech support was eventually was like uninstall, reinstall the app, and fixed it. But I don't, yeah, it it just seems like 
like we say that as like people are probably like oh this is why niantic sucks is why i would never go to go fest but like when we were doing raids there was like 50 of us and he was the only one with that issue and Mm -hmm. i I would honestly i would say after like the very first go fest and the second go fest and the third go fest like there's not like a huge line at tech support like usually if somebody's having an issue tech support you're 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 talking to a person within like five minutes and you're usually walking out with a solution that solution is probably reinstall the app and, yeah. and it's fine but it's not like hundreds of thousands well in the case of everyone have verizon that sounds like that was a verizon issue specifically yeah. not a niantic issue the verizon issue was was not great there were people connecting to other people's hotspots just so they could play and it went down on for a good long time Hey, that very um, first GoFest, Sprint people had no problems because Sprint <laughs> brought the cows. Yeah, bring uh, out the cows. So it's always, it's still funny that like, that was just the issue. That was the really the issue of the first GoFest was AT&T and Verizon refused to bring cows out even though Niantic asked for it. And they said, no, our network is strong enough. And the only company that brought a cow was Sprint and people on Sprint, which it's not. You know, Verizon and AT&T are much bigger customers, <laughs> have more customers than Sprint did at the time. Um, they couldn't play, and they had to go out in the city. But what you said earlier, Hannah, the you said a lot of people seem to prefer the city experience. They started doing that pretty recently. Um, yeah, the city experience was totally worth the extra money for the few other days that we played. Yeah. No, that was what I was going to say is like, I've heard that a lot from people that they prefer the city experience. So it is kind of nice, I guess, that the park experience is what, like four hours out of one of your days? Because the park is still cool. Yeah. But the city experience, I feel like, isn't going to go away. I feel like it is kind of a a crucial part to that GoFest experience and they can get more players in and they can get more people through and then people can, you know, instead of playing eight hours super hard on one day, they can do like six hours, four hours, six hours and not feel like they got to cram everything in and be exhausted. It makes a full trip feel much more worth it than just being able to go to the park on part of one of the days. Another good thing they did in the park, though, while they weren't throwing water bottles at us, they did have really good <laughs> hydration stations. <laughs> Damn, that Osaka, I really appreciated. Were... Osaka was passing out water bottles <laughs> like it was going out of style. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's like a Japan thing. Or maybe there's just that park didn't have like water stations. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, they brought in these giant water trucks and the water was all cooled and everything. It was real fancy. Huh. Yeah, you know, for Osaka, I kind of regret going to the park every time, but because I was, like, streaming it, and because I know, like, there's different audiences every day I'm streaming it, like, showing that park is really cool, but I'm pretty sure the Osaka park was multiple times bigger than Randall's Island, in here, uh, it sounds like. Well, m- maybe multiple times bigger than the part of Randall's Island that we were allowed yeah, to yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because yeah. it was nowhere near the full island. There was a whole lot of, of other stuff going on on the full island. There were people having baseball games there. It was kind of wild. Now that you've been to a GoFest, is this something that you're penciling in for the future? Or, you know, if they decide to do a, a, a Sinnoh tour, 
in person. If I had enough money, I would go to every Pokemon Go event. That's the deciding factor there. I will probably try to go to GoFest next year, though, if we can get our community together again, because that was a really good time. Yeah, Greg and I were there in, in cardboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were walking around. At every single photo opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you guys had like a cool rock crystal display or something. We didn't have that in Osaka. We just had like a really bad blow up Pikachu. <laughs> he was like dirty. It sounded like the, the photo attractions were better in New York than they were in Osaka, but not as good as London's. Yeah, we, um, I don't know if London or you guys had it, but we had like a memory lane, which had like every pogo screen ever. Yeah, we had one of those. Oh, but okay, you it guys was, did have that. It wasn't labeled super well, and I don't think we went back there after the very beginning of the park experience. Yeah, we had the giant Pikachu, we had memory lane, we had the standees. Um, we had a Snorlax and a Lucario and the crystal thing. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. <laughs> we got we had free water bottle and free barley tea. That was kind of bad, but they were handing that out like candy too. They were like, "Please take this tea." It was one of the sponsors of the park. I like barley tea. So it do was I. Very bitter. Yes, but I guess yeah, that's, that's what barley you tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. Here, you could take as many bottles as you wanted. You would have loved it. <laughs> The merch tent line was ridiculously long. That's yeah. probably just, well, to be expected. It was just for the shirt, right? Uh, so there was a separate tent for the shirt. Oh, so we were you had oh, a shirt tent. tent. Yes, yes. So we were able to go up and grab the shirt by just showing off a QR code in pretty much no time. That took less than three minutes to just get through that shirt. That was line. a very smart thing that Niantic did. The yeah. QR code for shirts was, was very... They're probably going mean, to continue QR that, code assuming. if you pre-order the shirt right you pre-order yeah. and then the app gives you a qr code and then you just grab it mm -hmm. which is great because you don't want to pay 70 dollars for a ticket and then wait in line for two hours to pick up the shirt mm -hmm. yeah no because the merch line was definitely a one to two hour line for the big merch tent that just had t-shirts and plushies and pins and a couple of hats was it just pokemon center uh, pretty much, yeah. I got the shirt that Greg has on because oh, I wanted it. There, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you know when Greg and I went to the 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 St. Louis Safari Zone, mm -hmm. they had a huge tent in the center. They mm -hmm. had a bunch of merch, right? They had the the Pikachu with the fedora, the shirt that Greg's wearing, which is for the audio only listeners. It's just like the tan shirt with Mamoswine and and stuff. But the cool thing about that. Which I'm actually surprised they haven't really done in the future. Like, kind of only did it at that. Maybe they did at other Safari Zones. That was weird because that was like when like they started doing Safari Zones, then COVID happened, and then they all got canceled, and then they kind of did them again, but then stopped. Was they had like a huge billboard of everything that was in the store, and you could just scan a QR code and then place an order on your phone, and then they would yep. text you when it was ready. And then instead of yeah. waiting in line, you got in a different line just to pick it up. Impressive. That was super it was cool. so nice. And that I've was never not going seen on there. Never seen another Pokemon Go event do that nope. besides the, the St. Louis one. It was awesome. No. It was great. They had a website you could go to where you could look at the things that were supposedly inside the tent, but it was not updated. <laughs> oh. oh. There was actually, I think, more in the tent than there was on the website. So it was not 
necessarily a bad thing, but if you went in there planning what you were going to get, it was uh, not always possible. Yeah, it's so and weird. Steve, you have the right suggestion with uh, going to the park in the morning. We did not do that. Oh, yeah. It was... There was no food left. Yeah, for future... Anyone listening <laughs> to this podcast, if you're considering going to a GoFest, do not pick park in the afternoon. Always pick park in the morning. It's cooler. It's... it's you're, you're there first. Just trust me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the merch tent line is probably shorter if you want to sit in the line for two to three hours, but... Uh, there was just no food at all on Saturday afternoon at any of the food trucks. And there were a bunch of food trucks. Also, don't pick Saturday. Pick Friday or pick uh, Sunday. And I oh, Saturday the, afternoon is the busy one. Yeah, yeah. Saturday afternoon is like the, the worst slot you can pick. But like, fr so Friday is like, if you have technical issues on Friday, you're more likely to get the free day. Because <laughs> you're the yeah, first. Yeah, we had the technical yeah. That's why a lot of us chose the Saturday afternoon spot. We figured the technical issues would be solved. No, 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 no. Because no, 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 you more want people. them so you get free stuff. Yeah, you. Yeah. That's how you game the system. You want to have problems so you can complain at them and they give you free stuff. Speaking of technical issues, uh, it seemed like the global GoFest was pretty tech technical issue free. Like, <laughs> it didn't seem to really break at all. Which it might seems be like they did a pretty good job with this one. A lot of people were really happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I thought this was a good go fest. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this one was really great for global. Um, and I don't know, you know, it, it it's not uh, every time we talk about glow fe go fest, it's it's always like this this counter to like not a counter, but I I feel like some people are like my go fest was amazing because I got all these shinies, or somebody will be like my go fest sucked. I only got like two shinies, but it's never that for me, like um, because like shinies or whatever. Um, it it's for says me says the person who got the hundo shiny gumi. That's true, and all the Pikachu's. That's because you gotta complain the entire time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta complain <laughs> from top to bottom, and then things will happen. I really just enjoyed. The I think I think they had good Pokemon selection. Obviously, not every single Pokemon is going to be like a hit, right? But I think the Pokemon selection were really good. I did actually like I like costume Pikachu. I like I like a lot of costume Pokemon. So having like a different Pikachu every hour, I thought was pretty clever. Even though even though like give it to somebody else, like maybe have. I don't know, even do like Charmander, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, or Pikachu, like a little variety might, might, might be nice. It's weird that they brought back Snorlax, but at first I was like, oh, it's weird they're bringing back Snorlax because doesn't everyone have this? But like the amount of people that were so excited Snorlax was there was not was, everyone had that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty wild to see. So like that I was didn't the care about the in-person one last year. But so I'm, I'm going to assume maybe if they're going to do this like one odd costume off, they're going to do Aerodactyl next year because Aerodactyl was only for the in-person. Probably. Um, hopefully. Because yeah. it was a hit. Yeah. 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 It seemed. To, well, Snorlax is a very popular Pokemon just in general, too. So Greg and I went to Centennial Lakes, which mm -hmm. is uh, a very popular place to play Pokemon Go in the Twin City area. They do have their own community. They have their own Discord that's pretty active. That's where we went for Regidrago, Regieliki. They were one of the most active Discords for those two Pokemon. 
gorgeous park, plenty mm-hmm. of stops, plenty of gyms, plenty of restaurants nearby. We had amazing weather. It was like high of 75, absolutely gorgeous out. So yeah. I laid down the most lures I've ever laid down in a day in the seven years of playing this game. I was a little disappointed at the turnout. Like, there were still a lot of people playing, but not as much as a community day there. Like, a community day there, it's popping. And I've never had to lay down a lure in Centennial Parks on a community day there. I've, like, I was actively doing lures at least two to three an hour, because I think lures lasted an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I also just didn't think the spawn desti- density was as good as a community day. It was still very good because it's a pretty popular park. But if I was really aiming for, like, maximizing shinies, I would have just went to Mall of America. Because there's just so many... Like, literally, if you cannot keep walking and tap everything. Like, there's just so many spawns at Mall of America. But, like, don't regret the choice. Well, the thing is, they still do... They still do phone density, right? And so... Because there are so many people at the mall who aren't playing, who are just there, but they're not playing the game. There's just a ton of people. It is going to generate more. Yeah. Everything. Whereas like Centennial Lakes was packed with people. A lot of people there were playing the game. There were people who just generally view the visit the park. But I would say that it was a majority of players were there. The thing is, is that. One of the things that I felt is I didn't need to do both sets of hours. Right. And I think a lot of people didn't do. They either picked the morning or the afternoon or the chunk in between. So instead of having the concentration of a community day, they could spread out, which is my preferred method, because it didn't feel overwhelming with people stopping and people just generally being in the way and people be feeling really manic at getting things like it felt a bit manic at mall of america today um which is a less enjoyable experience for me like i enjoyed much more having a leisurely stroll being able to check everything and not feel like i couldn't get to that in time because it despawned or i had to click through four things overlapping to get to the thing that i wanted and i had to waste time catching things to clear things out like that's not my ideal experience so i enjoyed saturday a lot more because it just felt more relaxed and leisurely like i was having a nice day playing and could sort of just get everything make sure that my completion challenges were checked off and I knew exactly what I was looking for and I could see it clearly on the map. Whereas if I had to do that today, I would just been like, no, this is no, I'm done. I can't. This is, this is bad. The day without the collection challenges is supposed to be the chiller one, but not if you go to the busy place. Wasn't, wasn't last year, like the ultra beast stuff, if I remember correctly. And Mm -hmm. it was just kind of bad. Like it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just very like blah. they had you you got to use the the beast balls though, and they kind of did that again. Wait, was that? No, that was uh, not go fest, was it? 
No, the the beast when you got to use the beast balls was not GoFest because I remember yeah. GoFest last year. Greg and I went to the art park for the first day. Mm-hmm. When I remember the art park was littered, and one of the complaints last year was, "Why are the Alolan starters here?" Yep. Um, they can't be. It wasn't shiny. even. Yeah, it was their evolutions. Yeah, it was like and Dar- Dartrix, Brion, and uh, Torcat were in raids for whatever reason, and then Litten. Poplio and Rowlet were spawning. And then the second day we went to the zoo. And mm-hmm. it, the only Pokemon spawning the second day was Nihiligo. Because that was yep. the start of the Ultra Beast quest line. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Like, Mega Rayquaza is a more exciting Pokemon by far. Like, if Mewtwo is the most popular legendary, which it it is. Like, people love Mewtwo. Kanto strikes again. Um, like Rayquaza is probably the second. Like, and I'm so happy for Hoenn. <laughs> yeah. Woo. And the fact that you needed to do multiples to get Mega, and people love the shiny, and then people want the shiny Mega, and you have the quest line to get the meteor right. Like they know. Like Niantic knows. Pokemon Company knows that. Like they bring back Mewtwo, ton of money. Like Shadow Mewtwo did super super well. Shadow Articuno was like kind of a dud, except for that first week. Mega Rayquazas were were filling, and I I had to literally go invisible in Pokemon Go. I had, the first time ever I went from off the the little toggle of like if you're online I had to turn it off because people kept sent I I, I I'm not, sorry I'm not gonna pay two dollars to join <laughs> your Rayquaza raid with nine people when I could do it for a dollar in person and have it instantly fill to twenty. I know I have the privilege of being at Mall America, but there's not a single Rayquaza that Greg and I didn't join that didn't insta fill to twenty. Like, yeah, I tried to invite people who were like, hey, could you get me in? And I would deliberately wait for it to reset to one person. I would hit it, I would send the invite, I would get out, and then it'd be like, everybody's ready and the raid's full. And I'm like, well, I hope you clicked it because you literally apparently had two seconds to receive it and click it to get in. It is a wild experience at Mall of America. Try like I try to warn people like we're going to the mall. The chances that I'm going to get you into a remote raid are pretty slim. I'm going to try you can go private and then flip it over. But even like even when I did that and I was like, OK, we're at like 60 seconds. I'm going to open it up like, yeah. As soon as I opened it up, it was like 10 seconds left. We're like, we're starting. Yeah. And I was like, Geez. yeah, we're starting. That's yeah. how most of the raids were in New York. But that's kind of normal for New York. You, the only other GoFest that I think it maybe came close to this, like, I, I think for both days, this was an awesome GoFest. Probably the best. The only one that I can remember, Global GoFest. The only, the only one I can remember, I think, was two years ago. And it was, it was the second day where they were like, all the legends are in raids. Mm-hmm. Like that was a pretty awesome go. For- I don't even remember the first day though. So the first day probably was kind of bad. But the second day when they were like, "All the legends are in raids," like I remember that one really being awesome um, as well. But I think both days combined, I think this was a really good go fest. I think Greg is 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 right in the instance. Sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit of like the park not being this overcrowded experience and everyone's um, situations are going to vary, obviously. But because the park is because the well, because the first day is an eight hour experience, but it's two four hour experiences repeating. It almost kind of reminded me of when community days were six hours 
Mm-hmm. We've had so many years of commute days being three hours, and then they went to six, and then they went back to three. And what I noticed personally, and this is me not, I'm not defending Niantic in any way, I'm just, I'm just drawing a comparison. In the six hours, it never felt like there was enough people to do everything, and it did feel like I needed to lure it up. Because people would not spend all six hours there, which is like totally fine. Like some people just want to get three shinies. They want to go. Some people are good with just three hours of go doing it and go. But like the eight hours did kind of remind me of those longer community days where like because it's not concentrated, there's there's more holes in the day where now that we're back to three hours, it's like, well, we only have three hours. So you're pushing everyone together, which ultimately i think is niantic's goal right you push all the people together to force a community um whether or not you it, agree it's with interesting that. because it forces a community that still doesn't really interact with each other like we're just there and you're looking to see is this lured up yes or no do i have to do this and it's, it's <laughs> such a weird it's such a weird commentary to be like well i had to lure all these up to get the most out of my experiences because there weren't other people doing that work for me is a really weird way to look at a community yeah sometimes like, the community part works and sometimes it doesn't and to be fair, there's a lot of stops in Centennial, right? Like, and one of the things that I think a GoFest is it brings up people that that don't play a lot. So when you have a spread out experience and you have people who don't have a ton of lures to, to do it, there are going to be natural holes, unlike Community Day, where, yeah, you get all the all of the diehards at the same time doing knowing how to set everything up like these are the people that are out here to get the most out of that time frame and of course they're going to lure things up but also they have the lures to do that with and i think that's a it's a weird thing that happens on these much larger larger events where you're getting a lot of people who can because they have a flexible schedule get out to do it when it fits their schedule but they aren't as set up as people who are into it more hardcore. And you do kind of feel that um, if you're sort of looking at how do all the stops look? What's the spawn rates l- looking like? Um, the lures also last the full three hours on Community Day. Yeah, these, yeah. I, these I think only lasted one hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And which is just a money grab from night honestly yeah i think it's also interesting to, to think that last year's go fest pikachu wore the same outfit every yes yeah this was the first time biome and this one is different and i think that helped make the event feel more unique in each hour because i'm looking at the at the amount of pokemon that changed in each section last year and it's like it's pretty much the same amount and whether mm-hmm. or not you like them or didn't like them i think it's the fact that there was a constant through of just one the pikachu was always the same sort of helped blend them in and i think they were really tied weirdly to the theme of the things that spawned match the ultra beasts for that hour, which I think really limited their choices. Whereas I think this year felt like they picked a more broad theme to make the choices of things that appeared feel more varied. So instead of like Feramosa hour and you're like, I'm sick of seeing bugs. 
<laughs> like I'm tired of I'm tired of bugs. This sort of had a this, this had a different feel because it it had they had a much broader theme of what appeared. And I think that just helped make it feel a little bit better, even though, like, if you look at pure numbers, they're pretty identical. They just made it feel better. I, I'd be curious how people go about planning these events, because I think that really does make or break their 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 overall experience. So, like, when, when Greg and I were talking of where we were going to play, obviously Mall America is, like, well, if we don't want to think too hard and we want the best spawn mm-hmm. density and we want all of this, we'll just go to Mall America. But there's there's also the, like, well, it's only going to be nice out for a couple more months, so maybe we should go outside. We've done community days and we've done these bigger events at various places throughout Minneapolis or St. Paul. And I think we were talking about downtown Minneapolis at one point, and we did recently do a community day downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. even though the spawn density is really good there, and there's plenty of places to go. There's plenty of restaurants. It's beautiful down there. Great park, gold medal. We did a community day down there, and nothing was lured up. We didn't see really anyone playing. Would we go down there for a go fest and have a good time? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But... We just knew that players probably wouldn't be there where they would be at Centennial or some or the Art Park or Mall of America, right? So I do wonder if players think that out of like, where is the best place I can go to play? Where are the people going to go? I think Niantic... Where don't I have to pay for parking? (laughs) Because you have to pay for parking downtown. Yeah. And we, we also went to those two lakes for the Squirtle... Classic community day, right? Um, oh yeah, we we did uh, we did the Lake of the Isles change. Lake of the Isles, we did that for classic. Same same thing, like beautiful park. It was a little hot, you know. Great views of the lake, tons of people out running, kayaking, boating, picnics. Somebody doing a bar mitzvah, like. But things weren't lured up. Didn't seem like anyone was really like you know. You saw a couple people playing, but it didn't really feel. Like a bunch of zombies walking in circles playing for better or for worse. But like that is like the Pokemon Go community. It's just everyone staring at their phone, walking in circles. Like you didn't mm-hmm. feel that like you did at a park. So I know Niantic is trying to do that with um like the community ambassador program. And we were talking about it in Slack of like you can go to PokemonGoLive.com slash community and then type in your zip code. And there was one in Minneapolis. And Greg and I talked about that, too. And it's like, I know they're there. I know the ambassador is there. But I've also played Go at that park. And it's a giant loop around a lake. And I'm just thinking in in a like structure, if a raid pops on the other side of the lake, it's going to take me 25 minutes to walk. I have to walk around the lake. Like, yeah. Unless I'm going to yeah. rent a kayak and just try to cut through. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to get there in time. So, like, why would I go there when there are better, more condensed parks that I know have that that Pokemon density, that stop density, that... And, again, like, not every city, not every town has a park like this. But when I'm thinking of going to these bigger events, I do actively think of, like, what's the almost, like, the best bang for my buck, but in, in pokey stuff and gym ratios... <laughs> Lake Nokomis and Centennial Lakes, like Lake Nokomis is bigger, 
Um, but not not like a ton bigger, right? Like really, if you're going to walk around both, Lechnikomas isn't going to take you a lot more. The thing is, is that Centennial Lakes was a, a man-made designed lake. So because of that and because there's businesses, there are bridges constantly across that. So if you see something, you don't have to go around the loop of the lake you can cut across a bridge. It just makes it easier to do a game in a park that's either smaller, like Silver Lake, which is the art park, or that's designed with pedestrian crossing in mind. Whereas Lake, Lake Nokomis, all of the city lakes, they are natural lakes and they are huge lakes. So you can't just dart across. They aren't made necessarily for any other activity other than being on the lake or walking or biking around the lake like that's what they're there for and when you're looking at a pokemon go situation where your needs are different i don't deny that lake nokomis is beautiful and it's full of people but it is a big giant loop parking is still bad there isn't a great there isn't support for how people play this game. There aren't a lot of bathrooms. There aren't like if you're hungry, you do have to completely leave or go to the one cabana place. The one or restaurant might, by the beach. The, the, the yeah, beach. or there might be some carts out. But also, like if you're thirsty, you have to like, OK, well, we'll get back around to where the food is in half an hour. It's just if I'm going to spend eight hours out there, that's not my first thought. Yeah, when it's it the is longer just, event, you really have to plan. Yeah, it's like, I don't, and also, like, Will wanted to leave and go take a nap, which valid 1000%, and the cars are right there. I could just leave stuff in my car and be like, I will go get it when I need it. I don't have to carry it on me because the parking's right there. It's like, there are five different parts, like, pick an end. There's a parking lot there for you to be in. And for a long planned day, it just makes more sense to do that. Like, would I do a community day at Nokomis? Sure. I could happily go walk around that because a community day has different needs. I don't need to complete yeah, something like every the hour. Seven years of not making every gym have a raid and like that doesn't exist <laughs> in community day. Like, I still don't understand why Niantic's not yeah. doing that. Just crank that raid slider during community day, Niantic. It's free money. Yeah. And like, it's it's interesting because also you can tell there are big communities that do these areas like there. I recognize whenever I go to the art park and do community days there, I recognize the people that do stuff at the art park. I recognize people who are the Centennial Lakes group. I'm sure there are people that are the Nokomis group and that's where they're comfortable playing. It's not to say like these are bad spots. They're not bad spots, but. Each spot serves a particular thing better, right? Like it is just if you want to do routes that are beautiful and be on a route that's probably pretty great, go do downtown Minneapolis. There are things to see and walk along a ton that's not just walking around the lake or as it was in Centennial Lakes. The same <laughs> 17 people submitted the exact same loop, one that ended in the middle of the lake. <laughs> it was like. How did Amazing. you get this approved? How <laughs> so, uh, Hannah, did you go anywhere specific for your day one? 
I did not. I got back from my New York trip and have been a little bit stressed with work stuff, so I mostly just had the goal of completing all the collection challenges. Oh, okay. I okay. live on a couple of Pokestops and was also luring them up all day long. But I know that people in the Slack were really excited about this event and how many shinies there were, even if you didn't have a ticket, it seemed like. Yeah, I uh, I was going to bring that up, that this is like the first global GoFest. I felt like the free people were pretty like happy uh, mm-hmm. that like they were free and it seemed like that's usually not the case for a global go fest it's usually like oh i'm free and niantic screwed me over <laughs> it was like and it's usually yeah. been getting worse but not this time you know i think the pay ticket was worth it uh i i think you know if you wanted to collect unknowns that was part of the ticket you got eight you got nine raid passes for both days so and the increased catch rate for the legendaries was great yeah yeah let me complain real quick the increased legendaries fantastic that they did that why is fungus or morlil like the two hardest pokemon ever to catch (laughs) like why why is morlil like red circle like he can't be shiny like yeah he gives a little bit of extra stardust that's why i want to catch him that's why i'm like why why is why is more a little harder to catch than a Rayquaza? I have no clue. Uh, Fomantis too. Tight. Fomantis was so hard to catch. I mean, Morlul is going to be harder for a lot of people because it's fairy type, and most people don't have that platinum badge yet. Oh, I got, I got the platinum. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you worry about that. <laughs> like, That's taken care of. Like, I I caught probably 4000 pokemon over this weekend i i went pretty hard especially um the day I w- t- today the day i wasn't streaming i went a lot harder because like when i'm streaming i'm i'm, I'm a little slower because i'm chit-chatting and i'm like trying to answer people's questions i'm showing around i didn't catch a single lapras i tapped lapras's but if anyone has ever caught a lapras listening to the show it is a nightmare situation because mm. lapras has whatever ridiculous catch rate in the entire world I I was like, no, we're not dealing with you. You are not purple, so I am moving on. I would like to catch Morlul because I have my because it's the active double stardust. I got a star piece on. Definitely want to try to catch this Morlul. We're like f- five great balls later. You're still not staying in your Pokemon. I'm not going to golden res you, Morlul. Like I got, the- <laughs> I got things to do. Didn't get frustrated enough. I know I've golden raz to Pokemon when I got too frustrated <laughs> with it popping out of the Pokeball too many I w- times. I would golden raz, but I feel like in the last six months, Diantic has like slowly nerfed golden raspberries, and I don't have as many as I used to. So yeah, that's that was kind of like my first complaint is some of the catch rates just seemed like ridiculously high for no mm-hmm. apparent reason, but they consciously thought about the legend stuff, which was like a great change, and I think. That I, I will get on my soapbox again. I don't want 22 Pokeballs to catch a Yivatel. And then if I'm hitting Golden Raz, great. Look, I can't always get excellent on Yivatel. I'm not, maybe I'm not going to sit there and like hold the circle to constantly get excellent. But like after 22 razes and great throws the evil runs away that is the worst feeling in the world not because i didn't catch it but because i just spent 12 minutes doing that like cut my balls in half like give me only 11 instead of 12 that was a weird sentence give me only 11 instead of 22 
and make the catch rate like a little bit better. That way, at least when it flees, it's like, okay, well, that was like three minutes, not like 15 minutes. I, we saw that this weekend with Rayquaza. Like it felt so good to catch it relatively quickly. And I think every Rayquaza had like nine Pokeballs. Yeah, I, I am officially over catch rates. I, uh, (laughs) it, it is such a, it is such a tired and not fun mechanic. It's like the last bit of grind that they've just decided this is an appropriate grind. And there is this weird thought process again, that if it takes longer, it feels like you've accomplished more. And that is simply not true anymore. It just took longer. And if I didn't catch it, I'm more angry (laughs) Because I wasted a lot of time and resources for no reason, especially in a world of go where like today, turn a corner, there's a Rayquaza like it like catch rates just don't serve a good purpose anymore. Then it's not even solving an in-game economy anymore because it's Pokeballs that you're giving me for free for spinning (laughs) like it's just silly at this point yeah having a pokemon breakout of an excellent throw like a mortal yeah is (laughs) is the most infuriating experience it's a giant middle finger it's just a giant middle finger to you and your time to your children to your ancestors it's just it's just a giant (laughs) take that you want this mushroom guess again uh, maybe this is just me. The other like minor complaint I have is like unknown don't feel as exciting anymore. Again, I think this is just a me problem because I go to the in-person go fest, so like unknown is there. But like with the habitats, the sands and the Macalador and whatever the other two were called, the grassy one and the other the pink one, the color, <laughs> the, the pink, pink one, green, the grassy blue, green. and yellow ones. Mm-hmm. Um the unknown was the most unexciting part. Like when the Bisharp showed up, which was incense, or when the um the Gumi was like on incense for like the pink one or whatever, or the blue one I think. Like those were significantly more exciting to me than the unknown. Uh and maybe because like they they like didn't have boosted odds for unknown or whatever, but like I don't, I don't know. I had a certain point I was like, I'm not not a not a pioneer. Okay, cool. Like I have been catching unknown at a number of fests at this point, where I'm just like, yeah, both of okay. you have seen a lot of these. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think probably for other people, for people that, who are newer or who haven't gone to as many in-person events unknown are still pretty exciting but also when it's tied to incense like that it gets a little bit mundane i think even mm-hmm. then breaking maybe the pikachu off the incense though was awesome like yeah i think last year it was unknown and then pikachu was on the incense so it was frustrating to be like i don't want the letters anymore i just want pikachu and i was like i'm only seeing like two or three pikachus an hour because i keep getting like d's thrown in my face i don't know what the word was last year but there's a there, the word this year was diamond i think mm-hmm. yeah and maybe it was because i went to the in-person new york go fest but i was not super impressed by the unknown this year so maybe it's just you've seen them once you've seen them all did uh new york have like the unknown on the hour it did theoretically <laughs> i don't feel like it worked every time but mm. it worked kind of a little bit Sometimes. 
I, th- I think that I think the like on the hour stuff and the in person is really yeah. good. I think when it's really it works, cool. the on the hour stuff is really exciting. We would just sometimes have our phones open and everybody would say it's top of the hour and nothing, maybe two unknown would show up. And that kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I noticed this in Osaka where. So what they used to do is the spawns you saw would change into unknown. Mm. And that that's yeah. that that's what happened at Germany. That's what happened um, at like Seattle and stuff. So what some people would do is they would like find a shiny, and then they would run from it. And then when the hour flipped over, they would know that one of, that whatever unknown replaced that shiny Pokemon, that unknown would be shiny. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that would happen is like when when I was like at the the Germany Go Fest last year, if you caught all the Pokemon in that area. And then the top of the hour hit, there was nothing to turn into unknown. So you you would, uh, once you figured this out, and of course, that was back in the day where you only had like a one experience, right? So, um, or one day. Once you figured that out, it was like too late. This year, I think they slightly changed it where if you keep moving, new unknown would spawn in, but they weren't replacing what was already there, which is like both good or bad, That explains right? it. Yeah. Yeah. So like... Ultimately, when the instead of standing still like you did last year, you're supposed to like, okay, you got two minutes, like, go, 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 go. That definitely explains it. Because when everybody noticed it was the top of the hour, we would all stand still and open our phones. Right. Yes. So I, I'm I'm pretty sure they actively changed it. Um, but I'm I'm I I was distracted every time it was top of the hour in Osaka. I was like <laughs> trying to trade like an old lady like a Pikachu or <laughs> like this five minute trade. <laughs> Other thing I would say, not really a complaint, just a side note. I feel like the global GoFest, no one trades. Like no one. Like like when I feel like when you travel to a New York or a Germany or a a, a, a Japan, there are people who print out signs. They they're like asking for trades. There are people who like notice that you are not from this country. Like, I stand out like a sore thumb in Korea or in Japan, right? Like, look at that white dude over there. He must have Bufalant. It's true. I do have Bufalant. They're not wrong by any means. I don't... They're not a single person stopped me the two days in Minneapolis to be like, Yeah. Would you like to trade? (laughs) When you're just in your local area, that's a totally different thing than going to a whole place to get together with a bunch of trainers specifically for the event. I mean, we're there with locals. And I think the general assumption is when you're there with locals, what do you, what? They don't know. They don't know what I've been, Greg. They don't know yeah, that I have the Sensei Oracorios. Yeah, if but you have a you're good not also going community. to think, am I going to stop everybody to see if they've traveled out? Yeah. Like in post pandemic, no money universe, <laughs> the assumption isn't going to be that these people have traveled to all of these vast different countries and played pokemon go there so i like i don't think it's unusual for people locally to not ask for trades because generally they're gonna think you probably have everything that i have because we're in the same area and we get the same spawns Mm -hmm. whereas when you're going to a different country or a specifically different place that is a destination people are going to assume that you came from somewhere like Going to New York for an in-person GoFest, people know people came from California or Florida or 
Puerto Rico or South America who came in for this event. So, yeah, they're going to be more likely like, hey, there's a better chance you have something I don't have than when you're at yet another in-person event locally with the same people you've been seeing now for seven years. If you're in a good local group, you get people who offer after they've gone to a on a vacation and come back with yeah. some rare Pokemon. But other than that, yeah. Although I didn't really get people asking me for trades for the most part at New York City Go Fest, but I was also a little bit Did they have a trading focused. area? They didn't. At least as far as we could tell, it was not hmm. on the map. Usually and it's not in the shade. It's usually away from everything, directly in the sun, no chair. You've they mentioned. want you to suffer. <laughs> uh, no, that was the battle area this time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> battle directly in the sun. <laughs> battle in the sun, sitting on uh, wonderful hay bales. That was the one in Chicago. No, they had this cute little battle area set up, and the, the line was actually in the shade. So that was done well. But I don't think there was a particular trading area at all. When I went back the second day, I went on Sunday morning with Tone to try and find uh, or to try and get into the merch tent successfully, thankfully. We looked around for a trading area, and I think there just wasn't a trading area in the park. It was just sort of happening all over the place. Because when you came into the park, they would hand you one of those little signs that mm. says, I'm looking for this Pokemon. I have this Pokemon to trade. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I will say that, you know, I've I've complained on the show about community days um, and just events feeling like they're missing something um, specifically, you know, community when you're when you've done a community day for like six years, kind of the same, right? Walk around in circles, get a bunch of shinies. You hope that raids pop. Raids don't pop. <laughs> <laughs> raids don't pop. Um, but I will say uh with this global go fest for the two days the col the not the collection challenge i always like the collection challenge um the uh what's it called the where you put a pokemon in the size thing mm, contests or Con showcase showcases. the showcase i think the showcase is a great addition um and i believe it was on the it was definitely on the squirtle community day greg and i did three of them mm -hmm. uh like that's when we learned they they messed with us. Yeah, that was we that first swap one out they, after three. Yeah, that was when it broke. I will say, like at the park, there was only one showcase, mm -hmm. and at the Mall America, there was also only one showcase, um, which was like a little bit of a bummer. But uh, and I'm sure it sucks. Did for that people. one showcase top out? Both yeah, both topped out. The mall did. Okay. Oh. The 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 one at the park topped out within an hour or two. Um, okay. And the one at Mall America topped out in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the ones in New York were completely full the entire time. And uh, like it was it was cool. And I, I, I do think that it is a great addition to the game, especially because it gives you a target in mind. So like for the one at Mall America is Pikachu. And I, I went in at number two, felt really good. Halfway through the day, I got bumped down to number three. But it on my head, in my head, I'm like, I'm catching every single Pikachu, even though I already got the four shinies, even though like I got the Pikachu medal like five years ago. Like I'm just gonna catch every single Pikachu because what if I what if a Pikachu's bigger and it's number one? Like that would be awesome. And then in the day before, the showcase was for what Pokemon was that? I think it was Gumi. Gumi. Yeah. So you, I you know. On this show, I have said I'm not giving Gumi any money. I'm not falling for Niantic's scam. 
because Gumi Community Day will happen, I'm sure, June of next year, right? I got my shiny Gumi just from the research. For the record, I got it from the research. The like, I got my shiny Gumi in the wild for free. That was our chant. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I found one in the wild, I would scream "Free Gumi!" Because certain <laughs> members of our party were paying a dollar to go to Gumi raids, where I was getting mine for free. There were two people with us that gave Niantic at least. $30 each for Gumi. They did every Gumi. They said, oh, look, at Mall of America, Gumis were filling to 20 instantly, every instantly. single time. It was the biggest scam in the entire world because, again, we Just all Just got to get know, that shiny early. We all You're still getting it early. Gumi Community Day is coming. I, I didn't do a... I did one Gumi raid, and it was only because I was sitting on my butt. I was super tired. And I I had my 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 free raid pass or whatever. That was the only one I did. Um, but my shiny Gumi I got from the little research, and then I caught every Gumi during whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it was like the blue hour Gumis appeared. But again, for the the showcase, I was like number sixty three in the showcase, and I was like, hopefully by the end of the six hours, I can go up. The, and I made it up to thirty two because I was just I kept catching more Gumis and like. I think it's great. I think showcases are so cool. I just kind of wish there was... It's it's cool once you get into it. But if you don't get into that showcase, you feel... Mm -hmm. You feel like everyone is in like this club that you didn't get invited to. It sucks. It sucks. Like, that was me in Japan. I was like, I never got into a showcase in Japan, and I was so salty the entire time. I was so <laughs> mad. Japanese people are way too fast. They're on top of it. They're, like, scouting it out. Like, there was a showcase outside of my hotel for Worlds, and I'm like, okay, cool. The showcase starts at, like, 10. I, like, got out of the shower. It's, like, 10.04. Completely filled. 150 people within four minutes filled. It wasn't even near the convention center. It was on the opposite side. Like, they just filled it instantly. <laughs> and then I had to suffer the next eight hours knowing that whatever this showcase, like, Bellsprout or something outside of my hotel was like, yep, I wish I was in there. Can't. Because I'd be catching whatever Pokemon it is all day to make sure I could get number one. Like, showcases are so cool, but, like, the, the limit is, like, I understand the limit. If you don't live in a big city, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> oh, it's got to be great. It's got to be great. I traveled 50 miles for this showcase. <laughs> you're like in Appleton, Wisconsin. There's like four people in the showcase. And you're like, this is great. <laughs> Easy for me to get to number one. <laughs> Anyways, Niantic should do more of that stuff. Because we can't rely on raids forever. The showcase stuff is, I don't know, maybe maybe somebody's listening is like, I hate showcases. I think they're awesome. I think they're really cool. I just think there need to be more of them. I still mm -hmm. don't see them frequently enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can only be in three showcases, so even if, like, there was, like, six at a park, like, that would should give more, op more opportunities to people to be in them, um, ideally. I don't know how showcases are determined. Um, I guess the last thing would be routes. Again, we talk about how community days have been the same and how like some of these events have been the same, but I guess this is the first global GoFest that was collection challenge, uh, incense thing, raids, uh, rotating habitats, 
showcases and routes. Routes are still kind of bad. <laughs> routes They're are bad. still very broken. Routes They're are not bad. fixed. I I think they it I think it's a good idea. I like yeah. the idea, but On they're not. Paper, they don't work. Good, in execution, maybe having Bad. maybe having a person walk around a park and then end that route in the middle of the lake, where I watched <laughs> Greg and two other people walk onto a deck. Why cut on the dock? The dock. Look, the dock was safe. And I no, I thought one of you guys were going to fall in. That dock was super shaky. That's what docks are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good docks aren't shaky. <laughs> <laughs> it was shaky. And there was no was handles. There were like floating? little poles coming out of the ground that uh, Greg grabbed onto, but there was like no handles. I thought Greg was going in. I have lived on a lake my entire life. I'm not falling <laughs> off a dock. There was one person no. at our party that was like, they canceled the route. They were like, I'm not walking on the dock. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are. So there are two types of docks. They are the more permanent wood ones that take a lot of time and they have to be put in. And they aren't particularly movable. So if anything goes wrong, you're kind of stuck in that position. At Centennial Lakes, they have wooden planks like that go out, and then they attach floating docks. So they are plastic anchored ones. in the ground. They are big, giant plastic cubes. They are completely safe. They are anchored in. They aren't going anywhere, but they do move a okay. little bit too much because yeah. they are giant floating crates that can be moved to meet their needs. But Greg they are was perfectly seconds safe. of going overboard. I was nowhere near <laughs> close to going overboard. I was like, Greg, it's not worth it for the Zygarde cell. Don't do it. And we didn't even get Did a Zygarde get, cell. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> no one I've got still a never seen one. Nobody got it. I've never. I'm like, you know what? Forget this. Like, at least I, I risked life and limb going out of death dock for no good reason. I didn't even get a Zygarde cell. I think that counts towards a medal. There are six routes at Wall of America. They're all just circles. They all start at random places. Places and end in a circle. It's so dumb. Right. Like, the routes are so good on... Like, there should only be, like, one route at Wall of America. It should be, like, start at this point do the route and like the mall america is just a giant circle with a huge amusement park in the middle you can't really get that creative with a route like yeah i mean i would i would think it would be interesting if they did a route through the amusement park and hitting like here's where you find swiper and here's where you find these but routes aren't that complicated you can't set but, points of interest yeah you can only do start to do finish that Mm-hmm. And also, it I'm still don't know which is the start flag color and which is the stop flag color because it doesn't tell you, and it asks you, "Do you want to reverse it?" And I'm I don't know because I don't <laughs> know where the actual start is. Surely the start can't be in the middle of the lake, so I'm assuming that's the end, which is also a problem. But like the one we did that we tried to do at uh, Stone Arch. It's like, we'll go to the start, but you're not telling me which flag is the start. Like, you're not telling me which, and you're just saying, or do you want to reverse the route? Like, well, I don't know, because I don't know what the start is. They've added some arrows before you start the route. The arrows are, the arrows help. 
There was help a little bit. I but submitted the- a route after I complained about my first two submitted ones uh, not working <laughs> within two hours. Um, I submitted another help, one, and it hasn't gotten can, approved. Yeah, the arrows help if you can find the start. Because the uh, arrows only extend from the start so far. So if you're in the middle of the route and you're looking, and you're like, okay, I'm in the blank area. I still don't know which flag I need to to go to to see the arrows and i have to accept the route to see the arrows because your preview doesn't tell me so what am i supposed to do i have here i have no insider info um but i would assume that the wayfair program will probably eventually extend to routes and have like a review process because like you can rate a route like, I did the Mall of America one, and it was a circle, and it wasn't even a complete circle. It was, like, 80% the circle. Like, just finish the circle. It's Mall of America. Like, you start at this entrance, just walk all the way around, and then all stop right at the entrance. entrance. Like, that would make the most sense. But there were six of them, and they they were all just sloppily made. Like, they were, like, the titles were really bad, really vague. They weren't. And the same thing at Satania Lakes. Like, you popped it up, and there was, like, eight... And people are probably listening and be like, you got eight routes? And, like, like, we got none here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got eight bad ones. Like, (laughs) they're impossible to follow. I don't know if the person was using, like, a Nokia Nokia cell phone from, like, 1992 to, like, GPS track this. Like, I don't know how this happened. Well, in my experience... The ones that I put a lot of effort into making and put a lot of effort into writing the descriptions on just don't get approved. Yeah, so maybe that's... Okay. I, I've made two routes, right? Like, I made one at Stone Arch, still under review to this day. And then yep. I made one in Japan. I I went to this cat shrine. It's like an hour and a half outside of Tokyo. It's the shrine that has all the little kitty cats, like... It's a 10-minute walk from the train station. When you get off the train, you see a giant cat. Like, you can't miss <laughs> it. And then you walk straight for eight minutes. You take a left turn. You walk another two minutes, and you're there. You're at the shrine. And I was like, you know what? This would be a good route. For, for anyone being like, uh, is there any Pokemon Go out here? Sure is. We'll take you right to the cat shrine. What a good route. It's reversible. You can either you can go from the the shrine to back to the train station, or you can go to the train station to the shrine. Reversible, all that. But for both routes, I thought about the five tags to use. Like I did dog friendly for the one in Minnesota because there was a lot of dogs on that route. Did not do dog friendly for the one in Japan. Not a lot of dogs in Japan. Um, like I thought about all. The, I thought about the tags. I like made sure the capitalization was correct. In Japan, sometimes there's, like, a lot of hyphens or a lot of, like, Japanese Pokemon E's. It's not a Japanese Pokemon E, but you know, everyone knows exactly what I'm saying. The little, little accent above the E. So I, like, made sure I went to Google Maps and, like, made sure the typing and the lettering was right to name it. Wrote a thought about the description. Every single route in Mall of America or Centennial Lakes, who knows what they named it? This is, like, Billy Hank's boat route. Start in the ocean, end over here by this tree, no description, no tags. Who's making this stuff? It's not great. They're all bad. It's not great. Yeah, you'd Well, think- the problem that we had, it was like, 
we, we were like, well, which route on here? I'm like, it's called Centennial Lakes Loop. It was like, there are four of these. I'm like, yeah, well, I can't tell you which one of those to pick. <laughs> I picked one. Maybe we're on Centennial the same Centennial is also spelled uh, wrong on like Centennial is also them. spelled wrong on a bunch of them. Also, I can't tell you where the start is because I don't know. To be fair, Centennial is kind of a hard word to spell. To be it's fair. It's not that hard. It's not. It's, it's not. a little tough. <laughs> It's it's a long word. I mean, you there are spell checkers on your phone. <laughs> like, I would just expect the reviewing to be a little bit more discerning, considering it's not on Wayfarer yet. Yeah, you can give it a one to five star at the end. I don't know if that's actually doing anything. Oh, I gave the one that had me end in the middle of the lake a one star. Yeah, I... I gave the 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 <laughs> the Mall America one a one star because I was like, this is a bad loop. I actually don't remember what it was even called. There was no tags. It was called bad loop. Ooh. So, <laughs> um, overall, though, I think uh, I think Global Go Fest was was really good. I I had a good time. I'm glad they didn't do only Rayquaza. For mm-hmm. the second day, there was still Gumi, there was still Pikachu, there was still Carbon. I mean, there was only Rayquaza for me. It would have been nice. I know, I think Groudon and Kyogre were there for the first hour of everyone's day. There, It would be nice to have a little variety, like maybe like, hey, Rayquaza takes a break for an hour of these eight hours and Kyogre Groudon comes back. I don't know. There, I, it... it it feels like it gets a free pass compared to Nihiligo last year because, like, it's Rayquaza and it could be Mega and it can be Shiny, but it was, like, still kind of the same thing as last year where it was, like, one Pokemon dominating raids and it was, like... You need mm-hmm. all the Mega energy, though. You do. You, you need, need so a lot of much mega. mega energy. So, like, Rayquaza... And, again, it gets a free pass because everyone likes Rayquaza. Like, man, I, I... The Ultra Beast thing was so disappointing of like it's not an egg it's a wormhole but it's the same thing <laughs> here's eight hours of a new pokemon that can't be shiny and it's not good for anything cool <laughs> pretty much thanks this one was good though and let's see if they can keep that momentum going i don't know how they they top it besides bringing back all the legendaries again i don't know if there's like a legendary that's cool enough Mega Mewtwo. I, you know, that's... that's <laughs> You get that's two gonna... of them. You get two of them. <laughs> that's still got to show up, and yeah. they're definitely mm-hmm. saving it for something. That's true. Mega Mewtwo would be would be a good one. I think, like, having a GoFest that's, like, all the Tapus would be, like, a good variety, but they've already turned the Tapu shiny, and I don't think any of them are particularly good or exciting, like, raid-wise. Like I think Zekrom outclasses Coco. I think Kartana outclasses Bulu. I know I've seen Feeny get some use in PvP, but that might have been a personal choice. Yeah. Like, Rayquaza has a lot of utility on top of just being popular. <laughs> Especially with its Mega. Yeah. Uh, also, I guess we'll end on this note. I feel bad for people who had to do these mega raids with like six seven or eight people it's doable for sure definitely but man what a slog like 
even even with Rayquaza or Groudon or Kyogre, like I'm still burning through potions and revives because they just hit so hard. Like I cannot imagine somebody living in Springfield, Illinois. That was my second city besides Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, that's like every Groudon they do is like seven people and they're just Groudon was the easy one though. Groudon is the easier one, yeah. Yeah. Like I like but I Kyogre and Rayquaza. Like the, the Yeah, those were just the slugs. first day Saturday, like when people were inviting me to Kyogre and I would join, remote raid join in, and I was like, Oh, you got nine people here? No, thank you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, I know it's doable, but uh you're gonna eat about six minutes of my time. Because yeah, I got invited to one Kyogre, and I think we had six people, maybe seven, took all the way through. We yep. had 15 seconds left. Yeah, it went all the way through, and you probably went through, like, 12 Pokemon. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Was down to my fourth team. Like, yeah, they definitely made raids a lot, uh, lot tougher. <laughs> Mine tougher. <laughs> you are but you dead. can catch them more easily. Yeah. That counts. That helps. Um, so yeah, I just hear that's me saying I feel bad for not being in twenty. M move to the city. <laughs> <laughs> it's a city game now. <laughs> At least for the big events. I'm sure we're forgetting some things. They they announced a lot of community days coming up. I don't. They announced think a new Pokemon. Yeah. Oh, the we can talk about that next week. I won't be here, and I love it. I also love it. It's so good. Everybody needs to understand that I love it. Also, did I tell you that that my husband's favorite Pokemon is Sinistee, and this has rocked, shocked my world because I didn't know he changed. What was it before? Oddish. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, he still really likes Oddish, but he changed it to Sinistee, and he didn't even tell me. He didn't even tell me. Okay, we can talk about the new Pokemon. I don't like it. What? Really? We're done. Shut the show down. <laughs> We're gone. You are the worst. Your taste is terrible. Why do Why? you even exist? I like Sinistee a lot. Sinistee is is an amazing Pokemon. I absolutely love Sinistee. I don't really like Poltegeist though. Like it's fine. I don't I don't have anything wrong with Poltegeist, but it's like how you know people love Charizard but they don't care about Charmeleon. That's how I feel about Sinistee. Yeah. But they're likening this new one to Sinistee. I know it's named Poltergeist. Yeah, but... it gives me more Poltergeist vibe. It's because it's big, you know? Like, Poltergeist is bigger. It's not that big. It's a it's little tiny teacup. It's killed a bunch of kids. Tiny. It's cute. A little teacup. I, I took a class that was a Japanese tea ceremony class in college, and so I'm just super happy for this Pokemon. It has the little tea scoop. It has the little mm -hmm. chashaku. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. It's adorable, and I want to see if it evolves. I'm just happy it exists. It's no, it's I, yeah, I, I think it's a very cool Pokemon. I just not, just, you know, not. It's like it's like a top 700 Pokemon for me. Ouch. Sinistee probably like a top 20 for me. It also does the Japanese crack art, the golden art yes, thing, Kintsugi. which is yeah. outstanding with it's the matcha. So it's so deeply steeped in Japanese lore and everything. Like, it's so on point. Also, you know, we have another video of a bunch of kids getting murdered by Pokemon. And yeah, I'm this is here their new for advertising it. tactic. We don't know 100% yeah. if they're murdered. 
we do. Their life force is, is depleted. Maybe Their not completely. Well, okay, Hannah, let me let me ask you this question. When your life force is depleted, what are you? Very tired. Very tired. Dead. Hey, it's you not a drowsy. No depleted means it's gone. You're dead. They're not sleeping. I like his little hospitality <laughs> ability. I don't know how I how useful it is, but I think it's cute and fitting on theme. Ah, uh, it's like it's like regenerator, except you're bringing it Free. in to heal the thing next to you instead of like Amoongus or um yeah. What's the other Pokemon that has a regenerator? Uh, they switch out and they come back in with more health. I don't know if that matters so much if. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it would be as consistent as an Amoongus. Also, Amoongus gets the benefit of just like being a very bulky Pokemon. On top of that, and having like a good type combination, um, but you'd have to see what like its moves are. I think the other thing that like it's fine, it's okay, but like Grass Ghost or Ghost Grass is used a lot. <laughs> it's not used a lot. There are five. Yeah. With evolutions. Yeah. There are a fair amount, but I'm not unhappy about that. <laughs> then again, I'm also someone who likes firefighting. So. Yeah, like, let's talk about firefighting for a second. <laughs> uh, but it's like yeah, a million another, of them. another grass ghost. Okay. It's a cool looking Pokemon. It's very it on theme. Amazing. And I, it means that there's no matcha allowed in all of Kitakami because... Matcha is a bad omen because of this mm -hmm. Pokemon, and I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it's at least amusing. Yeah, are we? Are, do we think it's going to evolve, or do we think there's going to be a? Do we think <sighs> that this is a final form, or do we think it's going to evolve? The only thing that makes me think this is its final form is how often they showed a cracked cup being repaired. Like, in all of the video, they kept focusing on a cracked cup. And it could be saying that it's similar to Sinistee, but it's really weird to have done that much focus on a cracked cup being repaired for that not to exist in the game. I've seen some good mock-ups of really neat evolutions, but I don't necessarily think they would be real. I want it to evolve. Okay, fi final question. Do we think there's going to be an authentic and phony version? Yes, I, I think there will be. I don't think it's the little dots on its forehead. I don't think it's the dots no, on its forehead. That, but was, I do that think was always mis that was already proven yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, that was the lighting. Yeah, a seal on the bottom. Would. Maybe it would. Maybe it would. If it is, I hope it's easier to see. <laughs> Eleven o'clock. I need to go to bed. Well, I need to edit this. Then I need to go to bed. Um, so I have more to say about the Polcha Polcha guys. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. uh, but we can do that next week. Greg got his opinion out, and now we know that his husband's favorite Pokemon is Sinistee. Yeah. Breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> it was breaking news to me. Also, just real big thanks to everyone who was in New York. I know I was kind of low energy but the community is wonderful. And thank you. Thanks to everyone. It was great. Yeah, it sounded like a good time. I'm very bummed I missed uh, the New York experience. You were there. You That's were true. there. Yeah, I was very happy there. <laughs> it was great to mm -hmm. see you there. I got, Both I got, of you. Thanks uh, for everyone who took pictures of me. I appreciate it. My favorite part was standing in the crystal. 
I really like yeah, that. Yeah, I like I liked getting my superpowers from standing in the hot crystal. It's all superpower rangered up. Um, okay, we will be back next week. No Greg, though, because uh, he'll be in Atlanta. I will be back, though. I will be back uh, from Seattle before <laughs> Monday to record the podcast. So no worries there. We'll probably get Bobby on. If we can't get Bobby, Con, we'll get Budget Bobby. We'll get Budget Bobby. If you're at Dragon Con, come say hi to me. Um, a person that was saying something at the mall today, but I couldn't hear them because my hearing's bad in the large crowded office. So whoever that was, hi. Uh, you po- see if you pointed them out and I'm like I still can't hear you <laughs> I'm like it's too loud in here yeah there were a couple people at the park that said hi to me and Greg and at the mall so thank you I hope you got all the shinies you wanted uh, I got all the Pikachu that's all that mattered for me uh, okay we'll be back next week thank you Hannah thank you Greg this has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast and we are super effective tired but happy from GoFest super effective. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers over on Patreon, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Casey, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. A huge shout out to all of them. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to support the show, and we will see you next week.